Welcome to Color Me Green, a podcast focused on making the world a greener place. Today's topic is influenced by my recent book trip to New York City. My birthday is on Sunday and I wanted to take a little trip to celebrate. After booking it, of course, I thought, how could I or how can I make my trip across the country more sustainable? I'm already bringing my bars of shampoo and conditioner and soap, so that's a great start. But is there more I could do? I know a lot of people, including myself, are traveling to see family for the holidays or taking that much needed winter vacation to somewhere tropical. So when you're getting ready to plan your trip, think back on this episode and implement a few eco-friendly travel hacks. So now we must ask, what is eco-friendly travel? Or as experts would call it, ecotourism or sustainable tourism. The UN World Tourism Organization defines it as tourism that takes full account of its current and future economic, social, and environmental impacts, addressing the needs of its visitors, the industry, the environment, and host communities. We may not be able to control the carbon emissions from planes, chemicals used by hotels, or unnatural materials and souvenirs from places we visit, but we can make smarter choices when it comes to eco-friendly transportation, hotels, and local shopping on our trips. One major thing to look out for when looking to make the step to travel greener is greenwashing. If you want an in-depth look into what greenwashing is, check out episode number six. Always remember, businesses in your travel destination will always put their local community and environment before the travelers. In any situation, they should be focusing on a long-term positive impact. These businesses will be very open and transparent about their intentions. Look for businesses that have certification from organizations like the Global Sustainable Tourism Council or the Center for Responsible Travel, as these prove that they have met certain sustainable standards. Should you have any concerns about the company's intentions, don't be afraid to ask. They should be more than willing to answer any questions about their practices if they are operating sustainably. So let's start with the first step of your journey. Where are you going? Are you staying close to home? If so, look for local activities like exploring new areas of your neighborhood or visiting some local museums or even trying a new locally owned restaurant that you haven't been to before. Support your community and even volunteer if you can. You and those in your town will be better for it. If you are looking to travel internationally, consider somewhere in Slovenia or Spain as these were listed as some of the best places to visit and leave a light footprint. In a list put together by a dozen sustainability organizations in 2019. Each of the 100 places on the list were selected based on the following. They had a governing body to manage sustainability. They showed commitment to protecting natural resources, people, and heritage. And they had reduced energy consumption, to name a few. And if you're looking to, like me, visit a more popular tourist destination, apparently, Do everything I'm not. I booked my trip for my birthday, which is this month, and I work full-time so I can only afford to get so much time off, and I made this episode after I booked everything. So needless to say, I will be looking back on this episode for the next trip that I take somewhere. When visiting crowded or popular cities, consider traveling in summer months, stay longer, choose accredited accommodations, bookdifferent.com was mentioned, and they ensure claims to sustainability are checked by third parties. Find local activities such as volunteering or supporting the local economy and stay away from tourist traps. I know I won't be going to see the Statue of Liberty while I'm in New York and I won't be going to the top of the Empire State Building. 
also only because the top of the rock has the best view. You can see the Empire State Building and Central Park. You can't see the Empire State Building from the Empire State Building. Just keep that in mind next time you go to New York. But either way, I'm going to find more local things to do besides going to Times Square and going to all those touristy shops. So now that you've decided where you're going, how are you getting there? Plane? Train? Automobile? If you don't get that reference, please just leave. When it comes to modes of transportation, flying, unfortunately, produces the most amount of carbon emissions per passenger. So when you can, try traveling by bus or train. And if you do have to fly, be like me and only fly nonstop. I do it because I'm a big baby and don't like to fly. But it's nice to know that I'm traveling greener by doing so. I had no idea about this, but planes emit the most amount of fuel while reaching altitude and descending, so shorter distance flights are actually less efficient. So if you're going to fly a state or two over, if time permits, try traveling by train or even car. I would never get on a cruise ship. Like, you could not pay me to get on a cruise ship. I'm sorry, have you seen Titanic? Poseidon? Yeah, no thanks, I'm good. Even worse, not that I know what's worse than either of those things, but cruise ships, even the most efficient, emit between three to four times more carbon dioxide per passenger per kilometer than commercial flights. Cruise ships also typically burn the lowest quality and most polluting fuel, which hurts not only the environment, but the passengers, crew, and populations of travel destinations. In most cases, trains emit the lowest amount of greenhouse gases, whether they are electric or diesel powered. I've traveled by train for a trip once and it was actually very nice. I highly recommend it. If you do end up having to fly, one way to reduce your footprint is to take advantage of carbon offset programs. These give passengers the option to invest in carbon reduction projects to help neutralize or reduce their carbon footprint when traveling. One place this investment might go, for example, may be the Orca plant we discussed in the last episode. Projects like Orca are funded with the help of carbon offset programs. There are over 30 International Air Transport Association member airlines that have introduced an offset program. Virgin Australia, Delta, which I fly, British Airways, Air New Zealand, United, Air Canada, and JetBlue, just to name a few. Once you arrive at your destination, it's important to know how you're going to get around. Consider biking or walking tours. I plan on using City Bike when I'm in New York, and it's super convenient to get around the city, and biking through Central Park, ugh, I cannot wait. Take public transportation when you can, and if not that, then get an electric rental car, even better if you ride share, if you're comfortable doing so. Okay, now the last part of the trip, what to pack. I am super excited about this trip and being able to take my bars of shampoo, conditioner, and soap. I don't think I've mentioned them yet on here, but on my personal YouTube channel, I reviewed a bunch of plastic-free products that I bought. Some of those including my barred shampoo and conditioner, no more bottles, and I love it. I plan on doing an episode on the products that I've bought and tested and maybe do a little giveaway when I get enough people following along. So let me know if that's something you'd be interested in. The first product I'm going to mention, because I hate seeing it, you will never, ever see me using one when I'm traveling, if almost ever in general, is a plastic bottle. 
bring your own reusable water bottle. I got one from Simple Modern at Target for 20 bucks. It's stainless steel, 32 ounces, literally can keep my water cold all day long. As you should know by now if you're a regular listener, I live in Palm Springs. It gets to be 120 degrees outside. I can take that thing out by the pool and my bottle will literally still have ice in it while I'm sitting out there for like an hour. It's amazing. I love it. If you want other options, check out episode number two, and I list a few other reusable water bottles that are reasonably priced. You can even find swaps for deodorant and sunscreen that have less chemicals and are better for your body and the ocean, all included in episode two. Oh, and another great thing to replace is plastic bags. Swap out those sandwich bags that you probably put literally everything in and use silicone bags instead. They're usually dishwasher safe, easy to wash, multi-purposeful, and reusable. Oh, and they're not plastic. Another swap you could easily bring with you is a reusable straw. I have bought a handful of metal straws and I plan on bringing them with me on my trip. Plastic straws are known to be harmful to the wildlife and pollute the oceans like many other things do. A lot of places have either replaced straws with more sustainable alternatives or they have banned them altogether. So you might as well just bring your own. The last thing we're going to go over is shopping. Everyone loves shopping on their vacation. As much as you can, avoid chain stores and markets. If you can get it in your hometown, don't buy it there. It's just easy as that. Try buying from locally owned businesses. You're getting better quality items and supporting the local economy. If you listen back to episode number three about sustainable fashion that I literally mention all the time, you'll know how much I love thrifting. I was literally wearing a pair of thrifted pants today that I got on Saturday. So comfortable, six bucks. Highly recommend thrifting. It's one of the best ways, if not the best way, to buy your clothes. You'll probably find things a lot cheaper and stuff you probably wouldn't even find in shops right now. I know I'm definitely going to check out some thrift shops in New York, and I even plan on going to a few parks renovated by the New York Restoration Project, founded by Bette Midler in 1995. It's a nonprofit that plants trees, renovates gardens, and restores the parks in the communities throughout New York City's five boroughs. I'm on their email list, so I see like all of the stuff that they're doing and it's really great and if I lived in New York I'd probably be a volunteer with them but I don't and so I'm not but when I get to some of their spots that they've done I will post them on the show's Instagram so you should follow there and if you want to stay connected with me while I'm in New York you should follow me on my personal Instagram because that's where I will be sharing my daily activities. I will link that in the show notes. Anyway I hope this episode taught you something you can implement when planning your next trip. I know I will be taking quite a few things away from this one. I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of Color Me Green. New episodes are going to come out weekly, and hopefully each one has something you can take away and learn from. I currently have a ton of episodes planned, but if you want to request a certain topic to discuss, please feel free to message me on the show's Instagram at Color Me Green Podcast, linked in the show notes. If you loved today's episode, please make sure to leave a review as I will be randomly picking reviews every week as they roll in to read on the show. One of the best ways to help change the world is to share this episode with a friend and let them also learn what they can do to live more sustainably. And as always, remember to reduce, reuse, recycle, and live green. See you next week.